Hello, welcome to Talking Utter Slot, the slot car podcast. I'm Scott, the old one with a grey beard, and here's my co-host, also old with a grey beard. It's Pedro. Good afternoon, everybody. It was the UK Slot Car Festival just a few days ago. Hundreds of slot car fans came together to chat, race, and most of all, to buy slot cars. New ones, old ones, toy ones, and very, very precious ones. Pedro and I were there, me to walk around and chat and buy, Pedro to race in the Polycar Classic Grand Prix. You'll find out how we both got on shortly. So, Pedro, have you calmed down after the excitement of Gaiden? In fact, you had quite an exciting time getting there, didn't you? I had mechanical troubles before I was even in the race. <laughs> that's that's, <laughs> and I wasn't even on a warm-up lap. <laughs> so, um, although, although things were getting too warm, things were getting you too best, warm. Uh, you best explain. Long story short, going to Oxford uh, on Tuesday, Oxford Skeletric um, Club on Tuesday night, hit a massive pothole. Uh, just outside of Ramsden, fortunately just outside of Ramsden. And um, very quickly I had a low coolant warning light come on uh, and my fuel economy reading thing just was going haywire. So pulled up, figured that we were in the village hall for uh, um, two hours, so things would cool down, have a look-see. As I peered underneath, there was no gushing fluids anywhere, so I just sort of wait till it cools down. So we race, I come out. Um, no, still no puddles underneath the car, so don't know what that was. Then have a look under the hood, uh, bonnet for us in Europe, and um, lo and behold, my coolant levels had gone drastically low, way below the minimum. So, uh, with a little, was it 250cc bottle of uh, Evian, I go backwards and forwards from the toilets in the village hall, topping it up, drive home, bish bosh bash, head out, uh, look the next day, and the coolant level is fine. Head out to Gaiden on the Saturday morning and hideous traffic on the A34, crawling along, crawling along. And I begin to think, can I smell coolant? I think I can smell coolant. Pulled in, had a look. No, the levels were still OK. Crawled another couple of hundred metres and I could see some steam coming out of the front. So fortunately, right at the place, I could pull right off the road onto a little um, B road. Did that, opened the hood. Lo and behold, coolant levels dripping, disappearing quite rapidly. And so I just sat there, messaged you and said, uh, don't think I'm going to make it, Scott. After all that hub preparation, all that hub uh, preparation, all that money yeah. on hubs. And it looked like <laughs> I was defeated. However, I thought, Achtung, Panzer, I will let this thing cool down. And I will, uh, fortunately, I had some coolant in the car because of what had happened on Tuesday. I just thought, you know what, I'm going to, just in case, I'm going to take some. You should, for for what, mental what? picture type, what car were you driving? You haven't. Seen. Oh, this was the Jag. This was the my Jag. Jag. So, so for for, I sent you a picture. You could put it on the YouTube. Uh, I sent you a picture of well, the Jag. For, not just for overseas listeners, and also for UK ones, because I want to picture you, an elderly man in a classic oh. Jag, driving oh, from Oxford. So that's very. It's so Inspector Morse. It's not true. So picture <laughs> Inspector Morse. <laughs> Driving towards Slocker, but he's thwarted. Anyway, so you go back home in the, the wounded Jag, and then what? Yeah, let it cool down, topped it up, drove home, and then I just thought, okay, let's get uh, Das Panzer out. And so I got Das Panzer yeah. out, and um, she's an and old girl. Is, 
She's a 38 year old W123 coupe and she's reliable and analog. And um, I toddled off and I said to somebody, I don't think I'll be there before 12. Um, and I don't go too fast in Das Panzer. Um, but I got there, I think, about five minutes too. And I was desperately trying to phone people and nobody was picking up their phones. <laughs> Understandably, <laughs> they were all busy in the slot car uh, festival. But you got me in. I got to the uh, Policar section. I said, am I too late? And they said, no. And I said, well, I've missed scrutineering. And they said, let's have a look at your car. And I just sort of waved it vaguely in um, possibly Conti Rowland's face, Andy. And I um, can't remember if it was him for sure. And they went, yeah, it looks all right. <laughs> and all that stress about having the right hubs, all that stress about getting the width right on the track. And it's like, yeah, it looks all right. <laughs> so top, top tip, if you want to beat the scrutineers, arrive late. <laughs> dodgy, dodgy. Dodgy, very dodgy. But that means I got to race. And I, I want to thank publicly that Conti Roland off slotforum.com. Other forums are available. They're just not as good. Um, and John Underwood for setting it up and Maurizio for all that he did. And uh, I think PSR were quite, um, Pendle Slot Racing were heavily involved as well. And it was brilliant fun. I was full of fear that I was going to be so seriously outclassed and so seriously humiliated. Um, and also, how do I put this delicately? I probably can't, can I? I just thought there might be some grade weapons grade geeky behavior going on and actually everyone was charming and delightful and very pleasant very helpful and um, i had a wonderful time my first race uh, because i was late arriving i was one of the last heats i think it was the last heat and um, all that time all that money on hubs widths running in the motor i completely ignored my braids and i figured i had some kind of major issue with my controller Oh, True Speed were there, and I said hello to Mr. True Speed, who's a very nice gentleman. Um, so my first race was diabolical. I think I did three laps of shame after everyone else had finished. Uh, I just thought, oh god, <laughs> it, I was, was so nervous. Two. I don't it was know just if... two. It was just was two. it. I was mar- yeah, I was marshalling. It was just two. It felt like ten. I have to tell you, I was so <laughs> nervous. Uh, it was ridiculous, like a little schoolgirl, giddy with the excitement. Um, but then I realised it was my braids, or rather, I think that John Underwood. Uh, realized it was my braids had a little tinker with braids put it on the track for my next race and um come on get in there i won the next three heats that i had so poof, you, that's you that's did, the it, kind of level of competition i was talking it was mighty impressive i think it was mick Kerr who tipped you off about the breeds actually was it um, well, thank you mick I think, Kerr. <laughs> I think so anyway um yeah no you did i mean and you did i thought ah, you were gonna say you did surprisingly well you bugger yeah. and, no, no. Surprisingly, well, bear in, bear, well, bear in <laughs> mind the first the first heat was dying. <laughs> uh, so you then bolted off and won the the second one fantastically, and then that set the trend, and you were a go. Yeah. And then later on, when you came and we said, "Oh, how did you get on?" and you said you were fourteenth, I think it was. Yep. I couldn't understand how you'd won three heats. Okay, you had a mare and the other one, but it's because rather than scoring the heats, they were doing cumulative time. Yeah, they so were doing it, was, it the wrong way. We've discussed this before, haven't we? But they yeah, were doing yeah. it on time, overall times, and I just don't play that game. Uh, if I get to the front, as I did three times, did I mention that I was at the front three times? It was three um, times, yeah. It was three times. Uh, when I get to the front, if ever I get to the front, I get so nervous that I'm at the front that I just go right, throttle back, get yourself a bit of a gap, throttle back, and just you know bring it home. I like to think of myself. Um, 
generously maybe, but I like to think of myself as rather in the same vein as Alain Prost, who just wanted to win at the slowest possible speeds. And I think that's, he and I are kindred souls on that one. Jolly good. Um, Don't just jolly good that. (laughs) (laughs) You're supposed to say, yeah, you are like Alan Prost. What, largely disrespected and hated? (laughs) 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 No, no. Um, Yes, he was. He's an interesting character, Mister Prost. Yeah, Um, they all are in their own way. They all are. There's a bit of a there's a bit of a character flaw, isn't it, for them to do it in the first place? But the crucial thing is, you had fun. I had. Uh, once I'd got over the nerves, once I'd um, won the second race. Did I mention I won three races? Once I'd... No, no. it's best repeating it just in yeah, case when, someone's I... <laughs> been off having a cup of tea or something. I don't know. <laughs> I <laughs> almost got in a groove, and I certainly was enjoying it. There, there is, it's hard to say without gushing, but it was, uh, it was nothing like the atmosphere I was expecting. And everyone was delightful. And it was fun. It was genuinely fun. So at the risk of uh, the entry being too big, I would recommend it to anyone to have a go because it's not as bad as you might be thinking it is. And uh, I just uh, regret now. <laughs> don't don't tell him. Don't let him know. But John's sort of nudged me to do this for several years now. And um, I've always said, no, 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 no. I don't want to be associated with those kind of people. Um <laughs> and now I'm I'm almost sending my deposit to that Conti Roland tomorrow. I will do it tomorrow because I will. I'm hooked now. It was fun, genuine fun. Well, that, well, that's good and that's encouraging because you know. And it's interesting that you know when you race every other week or something, don't you? You're not yeah. you're a stranger to to club racing and things, and yet you were still nervous about it. So, it's, well, yeah, it's because I was amongst people who I uh, I mean there were there were one or two notably fast boys my god there were one or two and there was one car i won't uh name (laughs) names but i just thought did he make scrutineering how did he make scrutineering with that that's got a rocket ship in it uh rocket ship motor in it um so there were people who were taking it very seriously and um were were fully prepared and had sorted their braids out and had got the right hubs um and then there was me but it 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 was uh, it is a lovely atmosphere. The concourse stuff that was on display there was amazing. Mm. The other revelation to me was the Policar track, which I had kind of expected might be a bit clacky, clickety clackety, clickety clackety. I know you've said it isn't, you haven't noticed it, but I really didn't notice any clickety clack at all. And I thought that was the downside of Policar. Also, the the surface didn't look as gritty as it does in a lot of photos. It looked. You know, in some photos, it looks gritty and like there's a pattern that repeats. There is a pattern that repeats, but it isn't so obvious in the flesh. So lots of revelations, uh, basically. Well, there you go. I think I, I commented that the track looked um, less shiny than mine at home. But I guess that's because it's used much more. I mean, I don't know what the track no, does I the rest asked, of the year. I asked, it sits around. I asked somebody, and I believe it's only used. Uh, it's only been used about four times in its life. But... Oh, the- I believe it's prototype Policar track, not the um, not oh. the final manufactured stuff. However, it probably came out of the same moulds. Surely, I don't think they. Well, it looks know. the same, and it works, mm. and it's great, and it, and it's it's lovely that it got donated and everything. So it's good. No, well, I, it was. Uh, I think you did, Jesse. You did very well. And we were all watching, and there was a little bit of joshing going on. Uh, yeah. So there was. Yeah. 
gentle joshing. <laughs> For but, which you know, he means laps. they were taking the pee out of me, dear listener. No, no, we didn't have to because you finished two laps down in the first team. Let's not concentrate on that. Let's concentrate on the three wins. Did I mention I got three wins? You, you have, you have several times. Um, <laughs> That's good. So, um, flushed with this enthusiasm for public competition, does that mean I can convince you to come to Abergavenny for the slot rally then? No, because that's slot rally. I don't do slot rally. No, oh, it's boring. Next it's section. so much more fun. It's so much is more it? fun. Uh, uh, no, it is. So. Have you ever? Well, I like. Here we go. Here we go. Some right. there okay. was some dude who I think had a fast car. He also had a T-shirt with some kind of skull and crossbone on it that was kind of intimidating, um, <laughs> I have to say. Uh, and he was pretty quick. And um, I think it might have been the third or final race that I had with these guys. Um, we were racing for multiple laps. I mean, there was at least... I went out in front. Did I mention that? Yeah, I went out in front. Um, then I had some kind of issue, and they all closed up on me. And I think we had... Oh, four laps where we were all first second third maybe fourth as well we were all within a nanosecond of one another and it was really exciting and the guy said afterwards that was brilliant racing thank you very much mm. and uh I, you know same back to you that was good fun it is i i, I remember when i first go to club racing and you get sort of two or three cars which are lapping sort of happily beside each other as it were so without knocking each other off um, yeah, it is quite thrilling. I think thrilling because you expect to be knocked off at any moment. <laughs> so yeah, but anyway, that's I'm good. Not gonna, well, I'm I'm not going to say anything about my reputation at Oxford for knocking people off. <laughs> However, <laughs> I have a reputation at Oxford for knocking people off. So I was on best behaviour. All right. Well, you everybody seemed to be. I didn't hear any kind of uh, angry words no. from people. There were there up... weren't even angry words said against that Wayne Gobble and his nightmare marshalling. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know who we is. I felt, although I was standing watching, uh, at some point I ended up marshalling because um, although the other racers are meant to marshal, they seem to the crowd seemed to evaporate. Yes, <laughs> so, uh, we, we. I was marshalling a, a bit of the track or an end of the track. But anyway, someone um, would call out marshals, please, and all these people watching would quickly about face and head for the door. It's quite amusing. It's it is interesting. It's yeah. Anyway, that that's. That was good. You mentioned the concourse section, which to mm. explain. So on a Saturday, you were in the Polycar Grand Prix, which, as it sounds, Polycar Grand Prix cars, um, with as many hubs as you wanted to bring. Um, but the Sunday was for sort of scratch built, kit built. No, um, no. Classic. No, no, no. no. no, um, no. Saturday morning oh, was what I did. And then Saturday afternoon was what you're talking about. Sunday was all about oh, DTMs. Sorry. Oh, sorry, sorry, got my yeah, timescales yeah. wrong. Anyway, the 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 concourse. So these were all, um, I mean, mostly kind of seventies, I think, yeah. cars. But there was a few things. The rain, the spread was quite impressive, and um, but beautiful models. They were. And what I what I hadn't appreciated was that the the polycar drivetrain, that sort of step down gear, has sort of rev and the and the motor pod it kind of revolutionised that side of the hobby because you can fit these things in on low underneath the bodywork of so these cars look like scale models much more than they ever used to uh wonderful and stuff i in our pre-show chat i said um, maybe this isn't the i think this is the right place to mention it but um we're going to talk about the scalextric prototypes and had a wee chat with simon and there was the lotus 79 there and he said he has already before it's released he has sent one to that conti roland so he can immediately 
start putting a design together to get the Policar transmission into that Lotus 79, which I think is part of what makes Simon such a great brand manager, whatever his job title is. He's, he's, he's on the ball. He knows what we want. And he's prepared to work for a toy manufacturer. He's going to try and do his best for us, which I appreciate. No, it's good. It's uh, and I think he's doing it for the both cars. I think the Lotus and the Brabham. So I don't think it was just the. Oh yeah, which had the working fan. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, those are good. Beautiful segue into Skeletric. No, no, the uh, again, Scott. Ridge. No, no, it's not beautiful. It was seamless. Seamless. Well, it was until I pointed it out. And so then the... I interrupted you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Skeletric had, uh, they were the sponsor of the event, so thank you very much, but they had a, a booth there, and amazingly, and I re- genuinely am amazed and grateful, they had a long section of track, two long sections of track, I don't know, so maybe four metres long, and they had all of the new cars, including prototypes, so it was 3D printed, i.e. the Lady Penelope Fab 1 was there. And people could just walk up, pick them up, touch them, look at them, which is... Amazing, even if they were production models, never when these were new sort of prototypes, etc. Really appreciate that, get a chance to touch the things. And based on a sample of one, i.e. me, it worked because at the beginning of the year when we saw the range announcement and I wrote down all the things I fancied getting, and there was about I don't know, half a dozen of them, I was trying to be good. Uh, coming back on that, I thought, yeah, I'm going to have to get that. I'm going to have to get that because I've seen it, held it. It looks good. So it, you know, I'm going to buy more of those cars as a direct result of that. But interestingly enough, so a couple of things I think we have to to um, to talk about from there. The sheer size of Fab <laughs> One. It's amazing. Uh, it is. It it doesn't just look like it's one twenty. It is. In, it's huge. I mean, it seems to be more than half the width of the track, so you're not going to be racing two Fab Ones. (laughs) (laughs) Why would you? But anyway, um, and of course, that's not the the point of it. Um, What I thought was fantastic was the detail on the interior with the Parker and Lady Penelope and the seats. Uh, Yeah, and it wasn't a painted, this was a, I think it was 3D resin or something so it was a kind of a grey greeny colour it wasn't it wasn't anything attractive but it looked the detail looked su- superb so obviously that'll be uh, painted up before it goes on sale but uh, great uh, now I'd said I wasn't going to get one of those uh, but you know I think that's going to be difficult to resist when it comes along All right, uh, yeah I think um, that and the Landys did you see the Landys that oh, Dave I Kennedy did. Is yeah. so wrong on the Landys. They are going to be a global <laughs> sensation. And I say it now: car of the year, car of the car, year, another, another car of the year. Mm-hmm. So the current leader, current leaderboard for car of the year is a Landy. <laughs> they had he had four versions there, and I think I said a while back they could they could do all sorts of different versions on that. Um, and they looked but, only one actually had the drivetrain in, I think, but it looked. Uh, I kept picking it up and saying, this looks like a Britain's diecast model. It looks fantastic, and it's going to run. Admittedly, possibly quite slowly, but it's going to run. So, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm definitely, definitely having one of them. I'm just going to, I'm just, the audience, please bear with me. I'm just going to indulge myself uh, because I'm going to point out to Pedro, who famously and repeatedly and only last episode said, He's no interest in road cars. He's only interested in competition cars. Ah, <laughs> no, but, no. but he's like, <laughs> but yes, yeah, but yeah. that's not a road car, is it? It's a field car. 
Oh. It's a farmer's oh. car for going across oh. fields, so that's fine. <laughs> Did you uh. or somebody else tell me that Simon has promised never to do a golf livery version? He did put a comment on one of the forums after oh, the show. But we joked. We joked. We said, you know, what you, you said they would do lots of different versions, and we said inevitably a golf a golf livery. Uh, and he said that he's left note that that's never to happen. I so, will uh, fingers, try and find that. You can send me a link to that, <laughs> and I'll reply. <laughs> uh, but what else did they have? Did you see? Um, oh my God! They had so much good looking stuff. Oh, the Mirage. They he did. was he was talking about the Mirage and the fact that they have tried to build the body it's a sidewinder and they've tried to build the body in such a way that you'll get a bit of body float and yada yada so again he's aware of what the awkward sod awkward brigade want and is trying to accommodate us there was also i sent you a link a fantastic official scalectrics video of the cosa going oh, around yeah. the track fully sideways magnet out fully sideways and unlike scalectrics cosies of the past it wasn't falling over it was bashing the barriers and heading on down the straight i don't want it one was, but i thought it was impressive well i've already ordered one of those so that's um, i was very and the magnet comes out of mine the minute they arrive so I, i'm not surprised they, they they run pretty nicely without the magnet actually i mean they don't do tip they, over. they yeah. must tip over they must be more tippy no. than a you just thing. slow down a bit for the corners it's called driving Anyway, mm. <laughs> um, other thing. Well, I think other things. The the um, geez, the Land Rovers, the the Cobras. There's some Cobras. Uh, chance to hold the Cobras. Um, Were they pretty? They that's definitely an example of where I'd go. And, yeah, I don't need enough Cobra. I've got you know Rep, Repro Tech, and I've got a Ninku one, and I've got um, well, which other who other made somebody else made a Cobra in the past, haven't they? So I thought Revel. I don't need any more Cobras. But uh, was it Revel? I don't know. I just find anyway, it out. I know you. Um, but I think um, I definitely need one or two of those. They look very, very nice. I don't think you need the open top one because the windscreen looks wrong. It looks huge. It's like a massive wind. It looks like the windscreen from Fab One on a Cobra. Uh, I think I I think if we Google that, we might find that's how they ran because were they Targa Florio or something, those cars? Um, I didn't compare those with the other ones, but certainly the other the cars with the roof on looked absolutely spot on they look uh, beautiful little models tell. sadly front engine though mm. well not sadly they are, these, these are fine it's fine not no. everything has to drive the same not everything has to drive the same oh. um the, the other news at, at uh, that we speculated about was the club car which was announced so the club electrics club car for 2024 you had hoped it wasn't going to be another ford after capris and escorts and your wish was granted I don't think it was your wish they took into account, but nevertheless, you'll be happy to hear it's a mini, a classic mini, uh, in an interesting Castro livery, uh, yeah. raced by uh, I think a Belgian chap. So, um, not, Jackie, not something. I don't think it was that Belgian chap. No, there mm. are other Belgians. Um, no. Strange as it might seem. Anyway, there, there are other Belgians, um, but look very attractive. Um, and I thought, hmm, yeah, I'll probably join the club or rejoin the club then to get that. And my comment to you, I think, was it's a pretty car, um, but not enough of interest for me. But I can see that <clears throat> being quite a success with the club um, because mm -hmm. it's he's doing interesting liveries. There you go, 23 minutes in, yeah. liveries. Um, <laughs> paying out on 23 minutes and I think 22 seconds. How long did that take? Uh, and we've only got to Skeletrix. So... Um, what else did you see? What else? What caught your well, eye? <clears throat> what caught my eye? Um, 
not a lot of racer for sale, but did you see near uh, the Mario Brothers stall, there was in a cabinet um, the race, uh, the sideways M4 and the new K3. And there, I think they're doing the 3.5 CSL. There was, uh, I've got a picture of it. I'll give it to you for the YouTube. Um, there was those three and I was, I was pleased to see them. I, that M4 is such an ugly thing, but do I actually have to have one just for the sake of completion? I don't know. But the the um, the Batmobile looked good. Oh, the BM. The, the, the BM. CSL. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not the actual Batmobile. The... Well, there's there are another because there's a, a new oh. Batmobile coming from Skeletric as well. We Back that. to Skeletric. Um, yeah. That's a mad looking thing. Which... I wasn't excited by that at all. But then I'm not excited well, by Batman generally. Well, Whereas you, that movie, I no. bought a tiny Robin. It is a tiny room. Um, so, those of you who may know, so the a couple years ago, Skeletic did what I consider to be the definitive Batmobile, the one it from is. the sixties TV series. Um, and I guess for licensing or cost reasons, it had a Batman, but it didn't have a Robin; it had an empty seat, which of course was true. Sometimes Batman went out in the car on his own, so it's not entirely inaccurate. However, there's a a company make little figures uh, called. I'm going to get this wrong, so forgive me. I think it's one three two model. They're called, uh, and I've seen them on Tinternet and thought, mm, do I really want one of those? I don't know. The benefit of going to slot car festival is you're wandering around there. They have a table displaying, and they do lots of figures. And one of them was the tiny Robin, and I thought, yep, I've got to have one of those. It's really good. Absolutely matches the Batman perfectly for scale and colour tone and you know, it looks like it was part of the set. And um so we bought that, twelve quid. Is that a much for a figure? A little bit, but anyway, twelve quid. He's been glued into the Batmobile already and it looks fantastic. Twelve quid painted. Twelve quid painted. Wow. I thought that was twelve quid and you had to paint it yourself. Wow, that is quite impressive. Because did you notice once you'd mentioned that you'd picked him up, I was looking for them. Um <laughs> uh me being a boy <laughs> did you see the um cannonball run ladies and their lamborghini one of which is actually the little 132nd figure appears to be unzipping her jumpsuit how giddy was i sad little man <laughs> but i thought oh i uh i was gonna say they were 24 quid but presumably you get the two was one of them farrah fawcett i'm off Bring it back. I can't remember. I can't remember. Sorry, I can't remember. Um, what I resisted and probably won't in the fullness of time was a Steve McQueen figure from ah, that doing the V's, doing the, the V's, which we which we referenced a couple of shows ago. Yeah, um, and I thought so. I thought him in my pit lane. So yeah, I think uh, he be, almost uh, looks. The, how good the figures are. I, he does the little figure does quite look like Steve McQueen, like you. <laughs> More like me, yeah. Yeah, obviously. Obviously, um, it's it's uncanny the number of times. I mean, just walking around Gaiden, somebody said, "Excuse me, are you Steve McQueen?" Um, <laughs> I I thought they were really good representations. Um, we're I not sponsored so, yeah. by one, three, two models or anything, but they they do good stuff. Yeah, no, it was lovely. Um, I, I don't think that caught my eye. Talking of British. Um, Cottage Industries, um, was a tyre truer made by, now I'm going to have to read this because I'll get it wrong, um, Swift 16, um, who apparently, and I knew nothing about them when I saw it there, it's uh, their predominantly model railway uh, equipment running gear uh, manufacturers, but the guys, like everybody really, 
and he likes his slot cars, uh, and he's made a tyre truer. Now, the significance is it looks very robust. It's sort of resin, and it's got a brass arm for the, the arm that comes out to hold it and acts as a big, powerful motor, all the usual stuff. Uh, now, it was 130 quid. What? Which was, which is well, it strike me, it's too much to go. Yeah, I'll have one of those, um, but it's only a couple of cars, really. But it's less than I've seen for some other robust tire truers. Well, uh, I exclaimed, but of course, hypocrite that I am, I paid 120 second hand for mine. So what am I talking about? I saw that briefly on. It was near to the True Speed stand. Um, once again, I shook the man's hand and thanked him for repairing mine. And uh, he, I think, Mister True Speed is the same as the mario brothers i think they those those two companies they stand by their products and they give good old-fashioned good service but i i think that truer was close to him if not on his stand i thought true speed and it looked dangerously 3d printed to me uh no i'll put some pictures on the youtube thing no i think well certainly the the brass bit is cast obviously mm-hmm. um i would imagine um so no it's interesting i i've never got a tire truer um i've used lots of sandpaper and stuff <laughs> um but it does you know, for that you think mm, would it be worth having one just to the side so when i get a car i can just go Zzz. having spent the other day yesterday in fact sunday uh for reasons that i can't remember now i got my falcon slot cars 9083 out to run, which has always been an annoyance of a car because it bounces around all over the place and then find the axle sticks and blah, blah, blah. And I finally took it apart enough to think, well, I'm going to try and make this run properly. Uh, and it's got a doubly adjusted front axle height, so grub screws from oh. the top and the bottom. So I got it to not rub. But what I noticed was it wasn't just that the axle was bouncing around. It's that the t- front tyres have got a huge bulge on the inside rim. There which I almost the point where I thought it had something under the tire. It was that, but it wasn't that. So I had to rub and rub and rub and rub and rub. And one of the things I use for my sort of you know, cheap amateur truing is a bit of belt sander, uh, which is cut into a strip. So it's a bit like a 12-inch ruler. Uh, and I was sanding away on this tire lump uh, and managed to catch my index finger, which is why I'm presently wearing an old-fashioned elastoplast because I, I literally spilt blood in the interest of making a Falcon slot 908 go better. And it was worth it. it goes, it's not perfect, but it goes better. I did not know that the I, Falcon slot were just an offshoot of fly, weren't they, I think. And I didn't realise they did grub screws on the front. Interesting. Me, me neither, and I've had the thing for about 10 years. But anyway. Yeah, but you, you get things delivered <laughs> in the post and you don't open them, rather like, you know, you once had a castle delivered in the post to you, and you've never opened it. I sent you I a link. To, did you see that link I you, sent you of a man I did, I did. with a castle? That's, that has clearly that's, isn't it? that's no castle. That's that's a mere gatehouse compared to what I bought. <laughs> but, well, you but, don't know because you haven't opened the box. Oh, I do. I know how big the box is. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I come I round, you, if I come yeah. round. We open we'll that open box. box. We'll have we'll an unboxing. We must video that. No, we must. No. <laughs> Well, awesome. no one else is going to have a castle unboxing. I'm oh, we'll corner the, uh, corner the market. YouTube gold. Castle unboxing. YouTube gold. <laughs> <laughs> Especially appropriate in this coronation year. Um, <laughs> you talking about that, that little rule where you saw true speed and the thing, I think that was mm-hmm. kind of, um, there was some, it's a big room, just to paint a picture, a big room with tables and lots of slot cars on it from different traders, fairly standard swap meet stuff. 
back half of it had some tracks and the drag strip and things which were all running and people were having goes on. But there was a kind of strip in the middle which had little marquees, little orange, uh, not marquees, what's the word I'm looking for? Marquees. Pagoda, pagoda little things. The sort of thing you would have outside, but they were indoors. Anyway, created a little sort of shop type effect. Uh, and in there were a lot of the kind of overseas uh, visitors in that area, weren't there? So there was uh, Slotit was there, the Scale Auto was there, some Scale Auto track. I was pleased to see that. I hadn't physically touched Scale Auto track. They had this, the Mitsubishis, they had a couple of them, uh, which looked very good. I'm definitely going to have to get one of those. Um, so there, there's a little run of kind of you know, exotic stuff. And I think it's a, a good thing about the slot festival uh, although not everybody comes from overseas to it for understandable reasons but a lot of people did make the effort um and it was it's great to see them there you know hobby classic were there slot affair were there i even saw a bit of celeb oops sorry a bit of celeb media uh, slot car media i saw marco from electric dreams and i said hello i'm scott from talking out <laughs> a slot and he went is is he but, is he a celeb? I thought you were going to talk about Vincent from Australia coming over. Didn't see Vincent. There was no, no. sign. Couldn't find. Couldn't find him. Is anywhere. that because? <laughs> bless her. Uh, Ms. Scale got it wrong, and it wasn't Vincent from Australia after all. But actually, oh, you, Travis you, from Australia. <laughs> and you call yourself a gentleman? How dare you point out that such a nice lady got it? Yeah, the truth is. For background, we'd asked uh, Julie Scale just for some info on what was going to be there, um, and she sent me a message very kindly, and she said, "Oh, and Vincent from Australia." <laughs> so we so we talked about Vincent from Australia. It turns out she meant Travis. <laughs> easy, easy mistakes to but, make. But, uh, but presently Vincent lives in Travis. Austria, I think. But Travis, so I did see Travis from a distance, but I didn't want to go up because I think if I went up to him and said, "Hello, Vincent," he wouldn't have got the joke. <laughs> Get away from me, you lousy pom. Um, <laughs> do you know it's, it's it's amazing how you're not getting more television work with that <laughs> or or TV advert voiceover work. TV advert voice. It can only be a matter of time. Yeah. Talking of um, continentals coming over, uh, Julie also tipped us the wink that Brad from America was coming over, and I didn't speak to Brad from America. I walked. I did several circuits. I did several circuits and completely missed several rooms i didn't see the full-size rs200 sadly um but i walked past brad from america uh who was representing professor motor a couple of times and i just thought i mean in the podcast before i think i said brad from america he sounds like he will be full-on american named brad he's from america he's going to be full-on american and as i went past there was this american drawl uh he was in he was sat behind a whole load of sort of uh what i would say were old 60s 70s type slot car stuff from the golden era as far as uh american commercial racing is concerned maybe it was maybe it wasn't to me it was and he was drawling on and he was wearing one of those bowling shirts uh that you see a lot of american bowling teams wear and each time i went past he was drawling in american about some such or other and i just thought priceless you are exactly what i expected of you congrats <laughs> Well, we, I, I did have a chat to Brad uh, at the end, actually, before we did a last lap round in case we'd missed anything when the crowds had gone. Uh, and he wasn't, he was sitting, so I went up and said hello and explained how Julie had, had told us that he was coming. An absolutely lovely, charming man. Yeah, he's he a great conversation. Mm. And uh, so, really, and he's over to do the Bordeaux. 
classic races uh, over in Europe to do that. And he's he's a sort of friend of the the family of Professor Motor and has sort of worked there from time to time, I gather. And he was he's happy to represent them. But what was fascinating, he, and again, this is radio, <laughs> television on radio. So, dear listener, you'll have to picture this. He had a row of painted 124th um, open face helmets and a slightly smaller row as it would be of 132nd uh, open face helmets beautifully painted and it turns out it was his brother had uh, wanted to get involved in doing something so he'd encouraged them to do some research and paint these helmets for models and they're fantastic i really love it. i mean you need pictures to do it justice rather than me waffling on um and he sells them all over the world and it's the Quirky things like not only was there a Chris Amon one, which of course doubles up as being Pete Aaron from the Grand Prix film, as in played by James Garner, there's also James Garner's helmet that he used when he actually went racing. Um, James Dean, a James Dean, the helmet James Dean would wear when it. So great, not obvious stuff like Graham Hill, etc., Jackie Stewart, but quirky other stuff as well. Very lovely, uh, lovely bloke. Nice to meet him. I just can't get as excited as you about helmets, Scott. This let's is leave, true. Let's leave that hanging. Let's there. leave it there. Um, let's what, Brad, um, I didn't notice the little um, driver figures. I would have been very interested in that. What I did notice, picked up and waved around as he was talking in his fantastic American accent to somebody. And I stood there, waved this thing a little bit and waved it. But I'm so goddamn British that I couldn't say, excuse me, how much is this? Um, <laughs> but he had a very interesting livery on a Revel Galaxy. And I've got this thing about Rebel Galaxies, at the moment, even though I haven't no, got mine to go. Yeah, I just uh, love a bit of Yank Tank sometimes. Um, anyhow, yeah, a bit of stuff about Professor Motor and Brad from America. Thank you for coming over. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I'll tell um, you what else um, caught my eye. Uh, I spotted mm. on the back of the Pendle stall the Revo Slot Alphas, which I have a love-hate relationship with. And I got closer to the one, to one of them picked it up even and um, my the hate became full-on because i just looked at it and thought those headlights i cannot live with those headlights i wanted this car so badly no uh, that's that had sealed me i wasn't going to buy a revo slot alpha <clears throat> and then by chance i went onto the slot car passion website and saw that the new ones coming out have quad lights at the front they've gone away with the it's possibly a slightly different model i don't know my alphas um and they've got quad lights, and they're not just big, empty, silvered holes. So that one's back on the possible shopping list when they actually release them. I'm just surprised you could pick it up because it's so low to the ground. How can you get your fingers <laughs> underneath it? It's a, it's a <laughs> wee little thing. It's lovely. It is lovely. It does ride way too low. That looks silly. Please. But it's a, it is a lovely thing. Alphas of that era, beautiful, beautiful cars. Uh, now, two questions. Uh the one I want you to answer second, I'll ask first, which is what did you buy? But before you tell me that, what did you want to buy but didn't? What did you leave well, I, behind? I wanted to buy the uh, Paul Ricard Maserati GT3, but <laughs> it hasn't been released yet. And I actually went to uh, the slotted stall. I camped out and I had my protest sign with me. I said, when are we going to get this? And one of the Mario brothers... Um, looked at me very bemused like almost like he didn't think they were making it and then i think there was a mrs mario sat at the desk and she actually said well uh 
we've had a delivery. I've just had a message. We had a delivery yesterday, Friday, uh, at the office. So there's more stuff coming. And I can only hope that the Paul Ricard Maserati GT3 is amongst them because it's been so long and that I would have bought. I did pick up the slot outlet from eBay. They were there, as they often are at these swap meets. They support them quite well. They had the white Maserati GT3 uh, for $39.99. And I was sore tempted by it. I think they had another one, the red and black one, um, possibly for $49. Good prices both. And I was sore tempted, but I didn't buy them. I also didn't buy, although I picked it up off the pile, pile of them that was on the Pendle uh, stall, a Shadow DN4. God, they had mountains of them, mountains of them. And nobody was picking them up bar me. And nobody was picking them up bar me. You're exaggerating again, aren't you? (laughs) They had about half a dozen, I think. But anyway... (laughs) They had more than half a dozen. They had. They were expecting a stampede, and they just got me pick it up, go, eh, and putting it down again. Actually, it looked. I couldn't see it properly. I was slightly disappointed they didn't have one out of the box, but it does look a crisp, peachy model. Okay. But I just don't want one. But what? No. What did you actually buy? You haven't told us what you actually bought. Yet. That's what I left behind. What did you yeah. leave behind? Oh, two questions, wasn't it? Yeah, forgot about that. Well. Off my shopping list, off of my shopping list, I managed to find, I think it was dualcircuits.co.uk.com, they had a Chrono, Chrono, uh, SRC Capri. And I've been watching those on eBay for a while, uh, about 80, 85 quid. Mm, I just couldn't commit to that, 80, 85 quid. Picked up this box on his stool. And I couldn't believe my eyes. And I did have my glasses with me. It said 62. So I snapped that up. And it's it's here, yeah, dear listener. Uh, imaginary Canadians, the two Americans, and that guy in Sweden. Um, it's a peachy thing. I love it. I haven't done anything with it yet, but it is a peachy thing. I should I should describe for those that he's presently stroking his Capri. Um it's probably why that odd noise has happened. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> well, I, I I literally got through the door, turned left, spoke to a couple of people, and I was at the scale models stand, and I looked down and saw a car that, oh, I want that. I'm not going to buy it. I've literally walked through the door, walked along a little bit further on the scale model stand, saw two more models I wanted, and I thought, no, no, I can't buy them now. and. Uh, and I moved along a little bit, and there was another two cars that I wanted. I thought, no, I can't buy them now. I'm literally five minutes through the door. I must walk round. So I went further round and got so lots of people. And actually, the key thing about this slot fest was there for seven hours, and never really stopped. Never really <laughs> stopped talking to people. Um, it was great. Saw lots of people I haven't seen for a very long time. Some people I've seen very recently as well. Uh, and it was good. And as, if anything, that's as much of the fun as, as seeing the right. I didn't drive on any tracks, which was a shame. But um, anyway, having done all of that, and it must have gone for a couple of hours, I thought, right, I'm going back, thinking the fates will have intervened. Someone else will have bought these, uh, and that'll save me money. But the fates were obviously intervening on my behalf because they were all still there. So I got uh, the Skeletrix Classic Mercedes SLR Uhlenholt, if that's how you pronounce it. Ooh. which I'd been looking at on eBay because I've got the, the race version. Uh, and this is very pretty. It's lovely. Um, I got a mint, but not in a box, RS 
200, the radio paging livery, which I don't have. Um, what else did I go? I got, uh, just funny. I know it was a BMW. BMW M1, uh, fly BMW M1, black Kenwood livery. Very nice. And a Ferrari P4. And a Ferrari P4. Now, the P4 turned out to be an interesting choice. It was clearly marked as used and all that. that don't, no complaint at all. But the top doesn't match the bottom. So the, the somebody has changed the chassis plate. And you can only tell, really, because the bottom of the roundel and the number doesn't line up slightly. And it's not quite got the right paint. So it's not a white... Did they do a white one and the no, put a red? No, it's, on it's a red one. So the car, the car that I bought, the body is red with a blue stripe over it, and the wheels, which have got blue on the rims, as they should have. But the sort of underpan bit, which on that model slightly curls up a little bit, um, the only difference would be where the white roundel kind of lines up, and you can see where the bottom of the number would be. And I would only spotted it because I was taking it apart to take the magnet out and things. Um, so it was quite. So it's obviously had an interesting life. Um, but as I say, I got it at a very good price. It's fine. I'm quite happy with it. I'll keep my eye out for the right bottom in some uh, swap, swap meet somewhere, <laughs> and uh, anyway, oh, give me something to search on. Grow up. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was it. So I've got four four cars and a tiny robin. <laughs> <laughs> That's doesn't sound right. Um, yeah, I was slightly surprised. I only picked up the one. I, did I say this earlier? I, I probably said it in the chat. The swap meets seem to just be at the completely wrong time for me. There's stuff that's announced, and it isn't yet on the shelves, and so I go hoping to see it, and I don't, and I'm slightly disappointed. But you can't be disappointed at um, at the slot car fest because there was so there was so much to see. If for me, not to buy. I hope the dealers had a good day. I've never been on a Saturday, and it was. I think considerably busier than I would expect it to have been had I been on the Sunday. I don't know if that's traditional that the Saturday is always busier, but it looked really healthy. Um, so I do hope it was a big success. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, will, I guess the guys might tell us. I think it was. It certainly deserves to be. There's a lot of effort goes in, not just okay, bring people bringing things to sell. You they expect you them to make an effort, but it's all there. There's lots of cars. Um, but there was loads of tracks. I mean, I, there was just so many tracks that you could go and have a, a play on. Everything from, you know, just tracks that were laid down to the ones you were having a race on to displays of minute with railway. I mean, that was a, there was a there was a whole. I, room I'm not going to lie. That was fantastic. I always find it amusing that the minute stuff is there because it is slot, I suppose, but it's not racing, is it? It's just oh. these things run. Oh, can you vary the speed? Well, you, Presumably, you yeah, can. Yeah, it's got a it's got a thumb throttle. It's uh, it has got a throttle, yeah. but it's not racing, is it? It's 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 the road car yeah. nonsense. It's racing. No, those racing cars. It's lovely. Right, it's road. Are there? Oh, uh, they do do. There were race cars. Yeah. Oh, I apologise. Very. Uh, I love. I I nearly bought it, but I only didn't because I think I've got one in the loft somewhere. But there was a a catalogue for Minic, which I remember very clearly as a kid because I was given Minic uh, rather than Skeletrix as a child, which may explain the subsequent addiction to Skeletrix. But the catalogue had painted illustrations of the cars, the models, but also very exciting sort of fantasy race situations the catalogue itself is a glory of late 60s uh, illustrative art uh, sort of corvettes with sort of chrome wheels and stuff uh, very nice uh, they are a work of art aren't they mm. some of those catalogues actually are a genuine work of art there's uh, there's no cgi nonsense someone painstakingly drew 
illustrated those yeah. things. I meant to say, point out to you, you know, Carrera doing those wacky sci-fi cars for the Chinese market or the Japanese market. Or, oh yeah, have you seen? Yeah, them? they're from some anime, uh, aren't they? I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, it looks like they should be. Yeah, I noticed one of those for sale on Weevils, maybe um, store. I meant to point it out to you because uh, I looked at it and just thought, uh, mad rubbish. But there you go. <laughs> hey, well, talking of um, exciting fantasy mad stuff, rubbish. No, no, except from Carrera. Hang on, whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's not talk exciting fantasy stuff. I can't go on about Bo Derek again. No, no, this one's got six wheels or maybe eight, but the, mm. the green race truck from Carrera, the British one. Um, it wasn't there. No, no. Another picture has appeared on the Carrera socials, so it's not. Mm. Fa- it's getting closer. It's getting closer. <laughs> Your I'm excited for that building. one. So uh, yes, we we uh, our friend at Carrera who will remain nameless for now. Um, so yes, we're looking forward to. Oh, I'm looking forward to that arriving. You, I don't know, you are going to. You are going to want to touch it when it arrives. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. <laughs> I am going to not touch it with a barge bomb. <laughs> no, if it if it pleases your little heart, Scott, you pick one up. I mean, I don't know what it'll do with it. Play. It's probably still not as big as a Fab One, but that's. <laughs> no. Is it the biggest? You know, is it going to be the biggest slot car ever? Ever. ever. It has to be. It was massive. It was. Massive. I I don't even think it'll fit in the same bigger box that they have for those uh, Blues Brothers. Police cars, I, I, which apparently are, are hitting the shop soon. The the non, is it a Blues Brother? It, there's a police car version, mm. and I heard him say something about they will be out shortly. I saw maybe, for all uh, you people who pre-ordered. Yeah, it looks very nice, very long, but it's nice. Um, so no, all, it was a good, good, good show, and I think uh, hats off to the organisers for putting it together because it's not easy. Uh, and hats off to everybody who came along and put on. As I say, the tracks to run. There was the the Goodwood one where you had to cycle to power the car, and ah, oh, there was one that was amazing. <laughs> I loved that model. I didn't like the concept of having to pedal around it, but the actual model, the scenery was just stellar. Was... I I took a couple of photos of that, and I just thought, wow, I doff my hat. Yeah. I do like a good scenic track, me. I do like a good, I like a cheese ball and a scenic track. <laughs> That's what I like. But a, a measure for those that get them, how varied and comprehensive it was there was a room that had a track figure of eight made up of the old 124th scale three lane skeletrix track i have he's always there though isn't is he? he well i've i have never seen that before yeah. never seen it before so that was a treat no i think it's sad that they tuck him away in a corner uh he's in a little room on his own and um he wasn't getting much love when I popped in there, but it's it's interesting stuff, isn't it? Three lane, one twenty fourth stuff. Mm, yeah, yeah, lovely. Talking of lanes, interesting. They're chatting to one of the Minic guys who'd made a layout, and he'd made a five lane track because I'd forgotten this as well as this traditional two lane pieces that you could get from Minic. There was a single lane piece, I guess what you might call like a pit lane in, in modern skeletric or, or Carrera parlance. Which he put in the middle, and it fitted, so he could make a five-lane track out of two, one, and two. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. What scale is Minic? <gasps> I don't know. I mean, I don't think I don't know what. Yeah, I mean, it's. I'll say HO, but I'm not really sure what HO is either. It's not was that one one seventy second or something. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know how accurate it is. I, as a child, I had. I saw the buildings. I had. I saw the bus that I had. I saw the Merc. I mean, I saw that it was great. And the guy, I was telling him, I was, oh, I got this, and he sort of turned around and said, oh, was it this one? 
And that's such a lovely moment when there's something from your childhood that you only have a memory of and somebody can put it in front of you and you can hold it again. It's great. Um, yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's lovely stuff. It is a brilliant, it's a brilliant um, show. Great choice of uh, venue and just brilliant. I got lost trying to get out <laughs> <laughs> downstairs in the museum. I went round and round in circles and twice went past Jackie Stewart's uh, car that they've got down there. And I just, I have to go back to... Um, to Gaiden soon just to spend some time in the museum because that thing is just some of the cars they've got there amazing I'm not keen on the bright orange interceptor but I would like a closer look at um, wee Jackie Stewart's car because that's fantastic I would also like to say before we finish up I had an eBay sale happen just before uh, the festival and I offered to take the thing up there for the guy to pick up and I think he said no I'm not going and then he did go, and he bumped into me and said hello, and I had actually found a few more bits and bobs that I just handed to him. So um, he was a charming chap as well. Hello, Chris. Thank you. You are a scholar and a gent as well. Oh, good. Well, you, you spoiled my name-dropping moment because I was about to say that there's a couple of cars in that museum that I worked on when they were top Oh, my. But the moment's passed, so I wouldn't mention it now. <laughs> I don't think that counts, though, because to be a name-drop, you have to know and how retell a conversation you have with the driver not just i worked on that car well, well, that's well, that's there's, not a, good con- enough, there's a conversation with the stylist who made it count i don't know uh anyway oh, that's quite high on the list. Uh, yeah, okay well, i'll give you that uh anyway it's all water under the bridge now um so uh yes yeah, so hats off to everybody for slot festival a year to come with the next one except it isn't really because there's the winter slot fest which is in the same place slightly smaller not all the tracks but still a bit of a fix at Gaiden. Uh, and there's, of course, other swap meets before then. But before that, we've got... How many sleeps? How many sleeps until December? Too many, too, too many to count for a man my age. But, the, yeah, mm. more importantly, it's only a week or so until the Abergavenny slot rally, which I'm going to and you're not yet. And I'm really looking forward to that. So we'll be talking a lot more about rally cars. And then the week after that, it's... The Le Mans 24 oh. hours. Oh. oh, you don't know. That's not boring. No, I was yawning at the rally. All oh, right, okay. Le Mans 24 hours. Um, so, which, you know, I spend the whole month of May watching old races and reading books and stuff. So by the time the new one comes around, I'm usually pretty sick of it. But no, <laughs> I really look forward to it. <laughs> and great year because of the new cars. It's the 100th anniversary of the first one. Uh, there's going to be Jensen Button in a NASCAR. I mean, it's just going to be... Well, I'm more excited about the Le Mans than I have been for a very long time, and uh, hopefully it doesn't disappoint. I also think we, we've gone past the days of Audi being super boring and just winning endlessly, and it's suddenly got interesting again. I'm increasingly interested in these hypercars. I'm not convinced yet, but I'm getting very darned close to. I will certainly be tuning in, Peter. We should dedicate the next show to Le Mans Chisel. The next one or the next but one? Because uh, Oh, the next but one. Sorry, but I was one. keeping yeah, up. The next but one. This is 22. The next but one will be 24, which seems kind of, you know, cosmically predetermined that we should talk about long. But that's for the future. Also, yes, Jumping around in the most unseamless manner, unseamless. I should point out, or I want to point out, that if you are, if you've uh, got the swap meet bug, haven't, 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 the haven't swap meet is surely the next one. I. It's smaller, it's more bijou, but it's uh, a good one. I like the haven't swap. I meet. do too, not least because it's fairly local. 
but that's, yeah. which is handy for me. Uh, no, there are, there, are, there are swap meets happening all over the place, and it's worth going. You might meet one of us, God help you. Uh, but thank you, I said, at point saying thank you, there was a few people came up and said hello, which is very nice. It's always a bit disconcerting, but thank you. Um, so far, only people who've liked the podcast have come up and said hello. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> But you know, if you don't like it, come and say hello as well. But anyway, thank you for those guys. That was, uh, people get in touch. It's, it's nice to, to hear from you. Uh, so, thank you for listening. Uh, until next time, I'll say goodbye. Pedro? Goodbye. <laughs>